Hey, hello, Prairie Heights. I am so excited to be with you today. It feels like so long since we've been able to connect. Here's what I love about today. Today, there are people from Bismarck, North Dakota tuning in. There's people from Fargo tuning in. Literally from across the state, we are coming together unified today to celebrate this day. And I'm just so excited that you're with us today. Now, the world has been turned upside down, hasn't it? I mean, have you ever just taken some time to really think about all the changes that have taken place? I mean, handshakes and hugs have have turned into fist bumps and elbow bumps. Gymnasiums are completely empty. I mean, there's a time where you'd walk around town and you'd never see anybody wearing a mask, but, but now if you go out about the community and you're not wearing a mask, you feel like the odd man out. And let's be honest, who would have thought that a haircut could be such a wonderful experience. Now listen, there's some things that I I really miss. I miss watching my kids play sports. I'm not a hugger, but I do miss those occasional awkward hugs. And I miss seeing all of you. And there's some things that I can't wait to get back to. Let's be really honest. There's some things that I hope we never get back to. See, I no longer just want to run myself ragged anymore. I don't want to take relationships for granted. I don't want to keep my family so busy that we miss out on these precious opportunities to really connect and bond. You see, I feel like we have this moment right now as if we have this window of opportunity to make some really good changes in our lives. Changes that will impact so many different areas of our lives, including our family. You know what a window of opportunity is, right? A window of opportunity is that favorable opportunity that must be seized immediately if it's not to be missed. And here we are. Things are opening up. People are getting back out and about. And we're getting back to some sense of normalcy. And my fear is that we have this window of opportunity to make some real positive changes, and we just might miss out on it. I love what the Apostle Paul says. Paul wrote most of the New Testament. He says it this way. He says, be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity, because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. So here we are today, we're beginning a brand new series called Window of Opportunity. And here's what I love about this is is we're going to address different areas in our lives that if we would just seize these moments, we could see real positive changes in our lives. We're going to talk about a window of opportunity that we have with our faith. We're We're going to talk about a window of opportunity that you and I have with friendships. But today I want to talk to you about a window that you and I have, a window of opportunity that we have with our family, one of the most precious gifts that God has ever given us. Now, before we dive into what that window of opportunity is, I think it's only appropriate that we look at the old norm with our families. And to do that, I'm going to kind of divulge a little bit about my family. You see, before I had kids, I had it all figured out. We were going to be organized. We were going to have it all together. We were going to be one of those families that just had it all together. And then something crazy happened. (laughs) 
I had kids. And that changed everything. Now, even when my kids were little, I still had this idea that, you know what, I, I would see people's schedules around us and what they were running and doing. And, and I still had this idea that, you know what, my kids are little. As they grow, we're not going to get caught up in the busyness of life. We're not going to be running little Johnny and little Susie all across the state to every event and every activity across the country. And then my kids grew up. And they loved And that changed everything for us. And before I knew it, I had two boys that that were heavily involved in baseball, basketball, and football. I had a daughter who was very good at volleyball, and she ran track. And and we were up to our eyeballs in these sports activities. And not only did they do, like, school sports, they also did the travel ball. And before I knew it, We were running across the country, busy as everybody else. I can't tell you how many little Caesar pizzas we ate in the vehicle. As my wife was driving one of my kids to one sport, and I was driving another to another sport. And it was as if we would just pass each other at night. And then the pandemic hit. And it changed everything. It changed our schedules, it changed our family, it changed, it changed literally our lives. Everything that we did all of a sudden overnight changed. And we had to figure out how to operate as a family. <laughs> we had to learn to like each other. All of a sudden, we couldn't run around and keep ourselves busy with just stuff. All of a sudden, we were stuck in the house together. Now, my wife, who's so much wiser than I am, she had this brilliant idea, and she thought we were going to seize this opportunity. She decided that we as a family were going to gather around the kitchen table, and we were going to begin to eat together as a family. Television off, all the devices off, that we were going to actually sit around a square table, chairs facing each other, and learn to interact As a real family. (laughs) Craziest thing happened. We discovered in our family that we really like each other. We love to hang out with each other. My daughter, who is 16 years old, I really discovered how smart my 16-year-old daughter is. My daughter loves to talk politics, and, and I love to gather around the kitchen table and talk politics with my daughter, especially when we disagree on some things. We just have great conversations. My two boys, they're nuts. I mean, they're absolutely hilarious. They, they get our family laughing so hard that sometimes our gut just hurts because we've been laughing so hard. I can't help but think, like, how many of these moments we've lost over the years because we've been so consumed with these activities and stuff. These opportunities where my wife can just pour out wisdom onto my kids. And I think we have this window of opportunity right now to capture that. And grasp that. You see, I think so many of these things have consumed our family and it's been stealing the joy from our family. Sports are starting up again. Our schedules are beginning to fill. And today, I'm going to be honest with you, I have this fear that maybe, just maybe, many of us are going to slip back into that old norm and get back into the old way of things. 
Well, I'm bound and determined not to allow that to happen. I believe that you and I today have this window of opportunity. And so today I'm declaring that we are going to take the kitchen table back in the Kramer household. We are going to reclaim the kitchen table and the experiences that we can have around that table. And my hope as we talk about that today is that you can make that decision as well. See, some of you, you still have kids at home, don't you? And you have these opportunities to gather with your kids. And and some of you, your kids are gone, but you still have that opportunity to gather as a family around that kitchen table. And so my challenge is that you and I can take this opportunity to gather around that kitchen table. You see, the table is not just a place to eat, but rather it's a place where discipleship and growth can take place with your family. There's an Old Testament passage in Deuteronomy where God was given instructions to his people. And, and I love what he says specifically to the families. He says this. He says, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. These commandments that I give you today are to be on your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road and when you lie down and when you get up. In other words, the things that I am teaching you, and God was saying the laws and the commands that I'm giving you, I want you to give these and teach them to your children. When you sit down and gather together, I want you to share with them and impress them on their hearts. I believe this. What better opportunity that you and I have to do this is around a kitchen table, around food, I love that as he studied the life of Jesus, that Jesus did this over and over again. He would, he would sit around a table with people, and he would just outpour goodness on them and share so many good things with them. And, and when he'd gather his disciples together, he would, he would gather around table, and they would eat together, and Jesus would just share so many good things. And Jesus used the table so often. Makes me think of my upbringing. There are seven of us kids in my home. I was one of seven, and we always had foster kids in the home, and and because we didn't have a whole lot, we, we rarely went out to eat. And so we would gather around our big oval kitchen table, chairs facing each other. And it was never a rush. We were never in a hurry to get out of there. We would always gather around almost every day around that kitchen table. And we would laugh. We would share stories. My dad would impress some really good knowledge and wisdom on us, and my mom would share things with us. And, and it was always just a special time around that kitchen table. No television, no devices, no distractions. And you see, I'm convinced of this. Much of my faith, you can point back to those moments around the kitchen table where my faith was not only born but also strengthened around a kitchen table. And to be honest with you, I think we've lost that. I feel like the norm today has become we're just too busy for that. We have too many activities and we're running our kids all over town and we have just been distracted from opportunities that we have to really be a real deal family. And the norm is to run and be distracted and not to get together. So what should we do? How can we take this window of opportunity and capitalize on it and really gather our families together and and take those moments where we learn and grow together well here's what I'm challenging us all to do the first is this 
I want us all to eat at least three meals together as a family. Decide as a family that you're going to make this a priority. That you're not going to allow other distractions to get in the way of that. At least three times a week, you're going to gather together as a family and eat. I love how the first century church, they like dedicated themselves to get together and eat. Listen to what it says in Acts 2.42. It says, And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship and to the breaking of bread and to prayers. They devoted themselves to it. It was a priority. And I want to challenge you to make this a priority in your family at least three times in the week. Whether it's breakfast, lunch, or supper, get together and eat together. It's been one of the most wonderful things for my family. We've decided as a family that we're going to attempt to do it every day of the week. Now, obviously, there's some things that at times get in the way of that. But almost every day of the week during this, my family has gotten together and we eat a full meal together. No distractions, no TV, no devices. We just all gather together. We share stories. We laugh. We have such an incredible time. And I feel like we have these opportunities to really get to know each other as a family. And we're devoted to it. Like even my kids, we're not allowing anything to get in the way of it. We've just made that decision. What could your family experience if you just made this a priority? Think of how this could bring your family closer together. Think of how you could really get to know each other if you just spent three meals a week together as a family. I challenge you to put this into practice. The second challenge I want to give you is this. Pray together. Pray together at those meals. See, the family that prays together stays together. Now, come on now. It's, it's got to be more than just like good food, good meat, good Lord, let's eat. Like, what if you just spent that time to really pray for each other? I believe this. There's no greater bonding opportunity than when you as a family pray together. I love what James says in James 5.16. He says, the prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. And those become powerful moments when your family gathers together and you really pray for each other. I want to share with you on kind of how that's worked out in my family during all of this. My family, we get together and we eat and we read a little bit of scripture. And, and then I go around and I, I ask my kids, what do they want prayed for today? And, and they all have different requests. And it's so fun to watch, you know, the different ages and how they respond to that. My, my son Camden, he's still doing some sporting stuff. And he, he always wants prayer that, you know, he can get better at sports and he can make it to the NBA and his practice goes well, you know. And, and my son Carson, like, like even though school was over and we were homeschooling at that time, my son Carson would still pray that school would be over, you know. And, and that was always his prayer. And, and my daughter, you know, she's a little bit older and more mature. She, she would always bring up some serious things that she wanted prayer for, whether it's a relationship issue or a, a struggle she was having. And then I would do this. I'd have every one of my kids pray for their sibling. And each one of my kids would pray for each other. Now get this, my kids who like fight with each other, you know. 
My kids who argue with each other, my kids who times butt heads and they don't see eye to eye, all of a sudden at a meal we're praying for each other. And their prayers were powerful. It was such a powerful moment to watch my kids pray for each other. And then I take time to pray over each one of my kids. And I pray for them by name and I Pray for them specifically because I want my kids to grow up hearing their dad pray over them. And the moment is powerful. And then I pray for their mom. Pray for my wife. And I just pray over them. And I want my kids to see that, that not only just I say I love my wife, but, but I demonstrate how much I love my wife by praying over her. And my kids get to witness that. And it's such a powerful bonding moment. And I wonder, what would your family look like? If you just took the courage to say, you know what, we're going to do that as a family. And I get it. It's, it's intimidating. Like, it's intimidating. But I believe this. If you would put this thing into practice, if you would begin praying together as a family, your family would be bonded together more than any activity or sport could do for you. Around the kitchen table, pray. It will bring you together like nothing else can. And that leads me to the third challenge I have for you. It's at the kitchen table, take advantage of the teaching moments. Take advantage of the teaching moments. Here's what I mean by that. When you're, when you're all gathered around the kitchen table, you're going to be sharing stories. You're going to be laughing. Your, your kids or your spouse are going to bring up things that, that all of a sudden you're going to have opportunities to use those things or leverage those conversations into teaching moments. I'll give you an example. Right, right when the pandemic hit and we were all gathering around the kitchen table and my kids weren't going to school anymore, we, we started to share things about what we liked and didn't like and and my son Camden began to talk about some struggles he was having at school, and in particular with a, a kid that he had. And he, he began describing this kid and talking about this kid, and, and he was talking about how he didn't like this kid, and he was giving reasons why he didn't like this kid. And, and as he was sharing these stories, all of a sudden, like, I felt myself starting to get a little bit worked up, and, and all of a sudden, I didn't like this kid, you know, and, and I could feel the tension kind of raising up in me as Camden was describing it. And, and then my wife piped in, and I told you this, my wife is so much wiser than I am. My wife said, Camden, have you ever considered what that boy might be going through? Have you ever considered what his home life might be like? Camden, what do you think Jesus would want you to do in this situation? And my wife took that situation and she used it as such an incredible, incredible teaching moment for all of us to hear. And it's so funny because even now as we bring up conversations and every once in a while one of my kids will have a little bit of a struggle with somebody else, Camden will always pipe up and say, well, have you ever considered what they might be going through? What do you think Jesus would want you to do in that situation? And he now uses the kitchen table as a teaching moment. Now listen, this typically doesn't come by accident. You have to be prepared for this. You have to do this on purpose. But listen, these opportunities are going to come at you over and over and over again. And we must be prepared 
to use those moments as teaching opportunities and take advantage of them. See, the old normal says we're too busy for all this. We don't have time to eat together. The kitchen table became just a gathering, a place for our stuff. But let's take it back. Let's create a new normal. You and I have right now this window of opportunity that we can seize upon and take back the kitchen table. And so let's gather together at least three times a week to eat as a family. I believe this. You're going to absolutely love those times and cherish those times. As we gather and eat around the table, let's just make that decision that we're going to pray together as a family. I'm telling you, it's going to be a powerful, powerful experience. And as you share and as you laugh and as you tell stories, use those moments and take advantage of those moments to teach your kids, to teach your spouse, maybe just maybe how Jesus would have you live. My challenge for you and I is this. We have this window of opportunity. Let's seize it. Let's take back the kitchen table and allow God to do some incredible, incredible things in our family. It's the most powerful gift that God has ever given us. Let's seize on this window of opportunity. Can I pray for you? Jesus, we love you. I thank you for this challenge on us today. And I know things like this sometimes are easier said than done because we're quickly getting back into our old norm. Our lives are coming back together and our schedules are getting busy again and sporting events are opening up. But, but God, would you help us with this window of opportunity that I believe you have given us? Would you help us seize on it? God, would you help our families to begin gathering around that kitchen table again and, and again realizing that it's not just a place to eat, but it's a place where real discipleship and growth can take place for our families. And so, God, I just pray that we would step up to this challenge, that we would begin regularly gathering together as a family and eating together with no TVs on, no distractions, just facing each other and sharing with each other. And God, I know this intimidates some, but would you just give some of us the boldness and strength to really begin praying for each other in our homes? God, I believe it will be powerful moments all over the state of North Dakota when we begin to pray for each other in our homes. And God, through the stories and the, and the conversations around the kitchen table, I believe this. You're going to give us opportunities to teach, to disciple for growth. And so, God, would you help us take advantage of that? We love you, Jesus. Thank you for this window of opportunity that we have. I pray that we don't miss it. Pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.